The following announcements have been paid for by the sponsors of the Hameen Media Group. Hameen Media Group brand management is taking over. Social media, video, audio, design, marketing, and more. HMG Brand Management is proud to be partnered with Vince Russo's The Brand, Stevie Ray TV, Rip Rogers' FR Podcast, Goldilocks, Big Vito Brand, The A-Show starring Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, and now Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, The Beautiful People. Search for all of our HMG Brand Management partners on your favorite podcatchers, YouTube, and of course, Patreon. Support your favorite HMG ring veterans by visiting ProWrestlingTees.com, Dr. Man Beast Ted McNailer, Freak God Papadon, SCG Search from Big Sal, Chris Silvio, Stevie Richards, and of course the Ayatollah himself, Ben Hameen. Hey bro, wake up with the official Vince Russo coffee from Broaster's Coffee. Medium roasted, Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that'll have you ready to go bro. Available only at thebroasters.com. For a flavorful hashtag RBV Fitness Foodie experience, visit Zorosoliveoil.com. Zordos Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil is exclusively sourced from the Zordos family private 100-year-old olive groves in Greece. Taste the difference and visit Zordosoliveoil.com today. StevieRichardsFitness.com For the most affordable and effective home workout program that'll give you results real results 12 and 16 week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at stevierichardfitness.com russosbrand.com where the pros are pros bro get the most valid takes in wrestling from the pros who live it visit russosbrand.com subscribe to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on podbeam.com and visit patreon.com backslash Hameen Media Group We now take you to your featured HMG presentation. I have dry balls. Balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Suck my clit and bag. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them dry, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. What is that? It's my balls! God <laughs> damn it, Carmen! <laughs> How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition... That's right, we're back. ...of Suck My Balls, a South Park review. I'm your host in the scene of the air is clean, and I'm lighting up that green. Yeah, boy. M-S-G. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Each and every week, I am joined by two guys who like to get really high in the sky. They like to fly, and they like to make up words as they try to review South Park with me each and every week. Now, last week, of course, you guys, we were absent. So, you know, I, uh, that's the first time we've ever missed a week on here on Suck My Balls. But we had a good reason. Uh, however, returning to the show, ladies and gentlemen, he's the host on the West. He gives it his best, gets A's on his tests. And by God, he's got a green thumb and he's going to grow the best, ladies and gentlemen. He's on mute. Jackson. Oh man. That happens far too often. That was good though. That's part of your shtick at this point. Like you're always on mute. You just like over the course of our 70 episodes, I'd say a good 90% of them started with 
Scoop's on mute. <laughs> That's going to be your fucking first T-shirt that we put out. Scoop, you're on mute. Um, and, of course, making his way back after more successful wrestling ventures in his life. After he the return of his pro wrestling school, where he is not only a producer, director, editor, writer, by God, he's a teacher, ladies and gentlemen. So when I speak my mind, that's when we connect. Yeah, but that's not political. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to his podcast. Dirty, dirty, dirty Joe, 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 Joe Vernola. What's up, dude? Oh, not a whole hell of a lot. Um, just yeah, uh, just found out our show for this Friday. Well, last Friday on the podcast now had to get canceled because of weather. So I've just been scrambling. I've been multitasking while we were recording. I was like typing up messages like, yo, our show's canceled. Sorry, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And then I'm getting ready for the 24th, too. Well, we're glad you could squeeze in some suck my balls time as oh. we are set, Joe, to review one of three, uh, this will be the first one in the history of South Park, banned episodes. I'm not counting Cartoon Wars, because I was only taken off HBO. Fuck HBO. It wasn't banned. It was just taken off HBO. Uh, but it's still in syndication. You can still find it floating oh. around watching uh, cartoon, uh, Comedy Center. Cartoon Wars Part 1 and Part 2 uh, scoop is banned. They took that off HBO. That's bullshit, man. I thought HBO was supposed to be our bastion of hope. That's what I'm um, saying. Yeah, but I think it uh, boils down to, like, they were making jokes about Muhammad or something, too, weren't they? In that episode, the whole episode is based around the fact that Cartman wants them to pull down the Muhammad episode that Family Guy is going to air. Yeah. yeah. That being said, that one's not technically banned. That one was just taken off HBO. But this one has been banned. It has not been on the air we're, I guess we're talking, we technically are in season 24, but let's just say with season with 23 seasons down, I probably have not seen this show in syndication in about 10 to 15 years. I might um, have seen it once on a marathon uh, randomly a couple years ago, like on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, that's not something that you're going to find. And this episode is the super best friends season five, episode three. Yeah. It definitely stopped getting shown a lot after, uh, after the Dutch dude Van Gogh was killed. And then after Charlie Hebdo, that was it. So it's been like five or six years that it's been like outright banned. Yeah. It's, it's completely removed. The only way you can get this episode is through nefarious means VPNs. And if you have the season five DVD, if you still get the, they still like, if you go out and buy a brand new DVD, they still printing it. They don't take it off the DVD, but super best friends. The reason why guys, it's so controversial. We'll start right off the way is a couple of things. One, the depiction of Muhammad, which this is really the only episode that depict him. However, they don't depict him. I don't feel like in such a, a vile way. I mean, I get the whole religious side of they don't. It doesn't matter what Muhammad looks like. They you don't draw them. I get that from their religious aspect. But from a cultural standpoint, they didn't actually make fun of Muhammad or anything. If anything, Muhammad's a badass. You know, yeah, yeah. And I definitely, when we go to the top likes and dislikes, I have like a whole fucking novel. If you haven't looked at the format yet, not yet. I haven't gone down that far. I've <laughs> oh, hey. stuff, so you know. It's gonna be it, it, it's gonna be fun. You're gonna look at me it's and like Jesus Christ, Joe. Get ready for get ready for Joe's jaunt. That's what we'll call the segment. <laughs> fucking episode. <laughs> uh, but Joe, you're gonna drive us today. I formatted it, got all the clips in here. So why don't you start us off and tell us about this episode? As we said, Super Best Friends is the third episode of season five, the 68th episode overall of South Park. It originally aired July 4th, 2001. What better way to celebrate the birthday of America? The 100, the 225th, I think, at that point. My math isn't good. Stan. 76. So, yeah, you would. That's the 25th. Yep. Stan. Kyle, Cartman, and Kenny discovered David Blaine, twa, a magician and cult leader performing in the streets of South Park. Stan finds out early on that the Blaineyacs are not as nice as everyone thinks and tries to convince the other boys that they have been brainwashed, but they have forsaken their friends and family. 
Teaming up with Jesus, Stan calls upon all those super best friends to destroy the magician and thwart the mass suicide pact that Blaine has launched. Right. So the episode opens with a street magician named David Blaine coming to South Park and showing off his amazing feats that he calls miracles. What's going on? This fellow David Blaine, he's doing magic tricks. Hey, where'd you get that ice cream? Okay, now hold this card up to the crowd. Was that the card you picked? No, I'm sorry. I picked the four of hearts. Four of hearts? Really? Look again. Ah! Whoa! Whoa. That's pretty cool, dude. Who's this asshole? He's a magician named David Blaine, dude. He kicks ass. Where'd you guys get that ice cream? Sir, could you come over here? (laughs) Ice cream. What I want you to do, Mr. Kern, I want you to just think about a card. Pick any card and picture it in your mind. Okay. Okay, just, just think about your card. Okay, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Okay, now reach up your ass. Huh? Go on, reach up your ass. <laughs> I don't feel nothing. Deeper. Uh, deeper. I don't feel... I don't, wait. Wait. What? Was that the card you picked? Yes! Oh, my God! Oh! Wow, that's cool! How do you do that? <laughs> so for those in the cl- listening of course on uh, audio the clip there Jimbo and Mr. Kern he was referring to was uh, his next subject there to display his magic feats or miracles as you alluded to there uh, Joe and stuck a card or he pulled a card from his rectum and it happened to be the correct card and everybody hey, also wanted ice cream where'd you get the ice cream? Yeah, I was going to say the ice cream thing is so funny um While watching the amazing David Blaine show, the boys are given a pamphlet to attend a David Blaine seminar. Hello, everyone. My name is Stephen, and I've been a Blaintologist for about three years. So when David Blaine performed his miracles out on the street, what moved you the most? His miracles? Oh, yes. You see, David Blaine is much more than a magician. He's a scholar, a visionary, a leader. When are we going to learn magic tricks? Yeah. Oh, I've got a trick for you to learn. I can show you how to make your true self appear. <laughs> Let me ask you all something. Do you consider yourself happy? I don't think I'm very happy. I always fall asleep to the sound of my own screams. <laughs> right. See, the reason that you are... And then ha- I always get woken up in the morning by the sound of my own screams. Do you think I'm unhappy? <laughs> the dude <laughs> looking at him the way he just looks at him. <laughs> like... <laughs> But it's just called his bluff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whoa, this kid is fucked up. <laughs> Since we're talking about it, you know, let's, let's segue here for a moment here. Actually, no, I'll let you get to the next clip and then we'll talk about okay, it. Go okay. ahead. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, this leads to the boys deciding to go to one of Blaine's camps for 69, <laughs> in case you're not watching video, I did the air quotes, for 69.95, which is actually a front for the cult that Blaine has developed, which views him as kind of a messiah and calls all of his achievements miracles. And to set this clip up even further now, Kyle, he's going to go ask his parents if he can be part of the cult. But before he does that, he has kind of his own uh, brainwashing moment here. How many times have you felt like nobody knows the real you? You're not really happy. I'm not really happy. Your potential hasn't even been reached. My potential hasn't even been reached. David, incredible book. You'll find a lot of life's answers. Let's read some of the book together, shall we? Then we get to be in David Blaine's secret club. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That goes to his house. I think you could build the fish. No. Mom, Mom, I found out all about this great new magician named David Blaine. That's nice, Kyle. I eat. We spent all afternoon learning about how we aren't actually happy. I had no idea how unhappy I was until today. They gave me this cool book to read, and I'm already on chapter four. Well, it's nice to see you so interested in something, Kyle. Ike, for the love of Abraham, you are going to eat this. So can I go to the magic camp to learn how to become a full member? All the other guys are doing it, and it's only $69.95. Magic camp? I don't know, booby. Ask your father. Well, he, he, there's that clip there. You know, he's going to ask his father. Scoop, I mean, you, I, I don't, I know that uh, as we're going to get further into kind of the tactics on how the Mormon religious group canvases and looks for other individuals uh, would you say this type of manipulation tactic to get people to join the church was that prevalent at all in the mormon church like i've only gone a couple times so i, I don't want to generalize here i feel you would probably know more keep thumb you <laughs> uh in this in a way yeah 
it's I think it's in every one of them, you know. What do you? I mean, I feel like with Christianity, and I maybe joke and speak this too. I feel like with Christianity, use hell as a definite way as a manipulation tactic. Uh, I know that in the Mormon faith, there's the, we've discussed this on the podcast before. We won't. We don't need to go further. There's the different you know stages of hell and whatnot. But what do you feel like? What? I guess what I'm I'm curious in this regard, since we're going to dive into the scientific psychological mindset of an individual what do you think triggers the individual ian for let's say a church to manipulate someone into joining their organization fear of being separated from your family or you know that whole fear of eternal damnation is a pretty big was what i remember that when i was younger is what kind of scared me a lot and they talked about was like you know, hell, and if you make bad choices, that's where you're going. And I was like, well, you know, if you kind of look at life, it's a little or it's a little more black and gray than it is black white. You know, there's more gray in life than there is just black and white. Do you feel like I don't know? I guess my my, my I always look at it like when you present it like that, you're talking about family, eternal damnation, right? I feel like as humans, obviously, we don't know what heaven and hell is like. Obviously, we're alive. But the family aspect seems to be the real, like, dig to get somebody to do what you want them to do, but to manipulate them in that re- regard, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, you're going to be separated from your sister, your brother, your mother, your father. You're not going to be able to hang out with them anymore. And we'll get into that further here. But it, it seems like the family and the friends aspect is definitely one of the big strongholds that faith uses to keep a stranglehold on an individual who may not eventually align their beliefs with what they're being taught. Kyle goes, there the boys are indoctrinated, sorry, there the boys are indoctrinated into joining the Blaintologist, but Stan, after joining, is a little creeped out and wants to leave. Kyle, I'm starting to think that this is a really bad idea. I'm not Kyle. I'm Butters. I thought you were Kyle. No, I'm Stan. You're Stan? Where's Kenny? Who are you? I'm Kyle. <laughs> Guess who I am, you guys. Kyle, I think we may have gotten into something bad. <laughs> what do you mean? We're learning all kinds of cool stuff. Look at us, dude. These people are trying to change us somehow. I think it's time we went home. But David Blaine's going to do more miracles in Denver tomorrow. I don't care. I'm leaving. Excuse me. Where are you going? I'm going home. You don't want to go home. You said we're free to leave whenever we want. You are. Move out of the way. I'm not in your way. You are. <laughs> are you unhappy with the church's teachings? Let's just talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to leave. Why don't we go into the back room for a second and talk? Then you can leave. That's okay. I, I changed my mind. I'm going to stay. That's great news. Man, that manipulation tactic there straight up is definitely... Uh, and we're, well, I mean, we can get into it now. I mean, this is uh, an undercover uh, jab. This whole episode is an undercover jab at Scientology. Now, this is mm-hmm. 2001, as you mentioned, right? July 4th. So yep. Scientology isn't as huge or well-known, controversial at this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're just starting to maybe get a little footing with Tom Cruise and John Travolta. And they're just starting mm-hmm. to get a little bit of credibility or noticeability within the – Within sure, and they were doing a lot of uh, Dianetics ads on uh, late night cable and stuff. They were getting a lot of infomercials and shit at the time. That was when the church was really starting to uh, push their stuff because, like you said, they had just gotten Travolta and Cruz under their wing maybe like five, ten years ago. Yeah, John Travolta, I will say, as far as Scientologists go, I probably respect more. He's a little bit more quieter. He's not throwing it in your face trying to, uh, you know, brainwash you. Uh, from all accounts, uh, you know, reading movies and stuff like that, people work with him. He's not – he doesn't push it, unlike Tom Cruise who, you know, wants everybody mm-hmm. to be a Scientologist and well, is a little crazy. Well, I mean, John Travolta did do Battlefield Dirt, so I won't say he's completely subtle with it, but <laughs> – yeah, but that was a movie, you know what I mean? That was also not like on Oprah or freaking out, yelling at people on the set. Or uh, uh, True, things. true. But the book is by L. Ron Hubbard. And if you look into <laughs> and if you really start looking into it, there's a lot of Scientologists. Well, 
course. Yeah, he's gonna do it. You know, it's a Scientology. Of course, if it's a Scientology yeah. movie, it's gonna be a Scientology movie. But. Right, and there's some some of the tenets in that movie. But I get what you're saying now, and now we're divul or diverting. Yeah, well, I mean, but in but in regard to the scene here, you know, this is definitely a tactic that Scientology specifically have been exposed now either through the Going Clear HBO documentary or Leia Remini Scientology in the aftermath on A and E. The typical fashion in which Scientologists want to manipulate you to stay in the cold, not because they want to help you, but because they want that sixty nine ninety five. Right, right. He tries to convince Kyle to come with him, uh, him being Stan, but Kyle refuses and declares that if Stan cannot accept his new religion, then the two of them are not friends anymore. Okay, it's all clear. What are we doing? We're getting out of here. This whole thing has gotten way out of hand. Whoa, whoa, I'm not going anywhere. Come on, Kyle, this is stupid. It's not stupid, Stan. For once in my life, I feel like I'm part of something. A part of what? Some Gaywad magician's crazy life plan? Don't call Mr. Blaine at Gaywad. He's a brilliant man. No, they've just convinced you that he's a brilliant man. Let's go. I'm not going anywhere. God damn it, I'm not going with you. I want to stay here. Huh? I thought you wanted to leave. Oh, wait, who am I again? You're Stan. Oh, oh yeah. God, God damn it, hold on a second. Okay, now look, dude, I'm getting out of here, and you're a dumbass if you don't come with me. Then I guess I'm a dumbass. It's very interesting the scene because it's almost foreshadowing of their relationship with Chef. Almost, uh, you know, in the in by the time we get to season ten, which is would be I guess would be five seasons from now. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting that between this episode, which I would probably imagine, based on when Isaac Hayes joined Scientology, that this ended up being the initial onset of him leaving the show. Uh, because of the way that South Park portrays Scientology, uh, Scientology is not happy. With, I mean, even though it's factual, that's just they're not happy with the look, obviously. And uh, as far as sh- uh, Isaac Hayes leaving the show and everything, I'm more with uh, Matt and Trey and Hayes' estate on that one where that hit, where the theory is – Hayes wasn't the one that quit. Scientology quit for him. And then by the time the recording for the new season came around, he had had his stroke anyway and wouldn't have been able to do anything. Right. But like there's there is a theory that I'm sure almost everyone listening and you guys are aware of. And there's a lot of evidence to support it that says that Isaac Hayes had nothing to do with Isaac Hayes leaving the show. No, I understand. I just meant that this initial episode, you've got science, these Scientology people are watching, you know what I mean? Have all of their members moves and whatnot. And this mm-hmm. is a poor representation they feel for them. And they have a uh, individual who is a member of their cult uh, who works for the set, you know, company. So I, I see, I see where you're coming from with it now. My bad. No, it's fine. So, I mean, so I just found that to be interesting that they used, or this was definitely a portrayal of that, right, Ian, where you've got them, you know, one friend who's really into it, one friend who is not, and now they have to end their relationship because of this. Betrayal. Betrayal. Continue on then, Joe. You team-killing bastard. Cartman and Kyle, now back in South Park, are are canvassing the neighborhood to get others to join David Blaine in Denver, where he's going to eat his own head. After convincing... (laughs) Yeah, and the visual on it is so good, too. After convincing a local neighbor that David Blaine is the second coming and that she should attend the show, they pass by Stan on the street. In typical cult fashion, Cartman tells Kyle to ignore him as he has left the cult. Stan, feeling rejected, leaves, and after nearly being run over by a paraplanetologist, goes to the one person he can think of to possibly give him aid. South Park's own resident messiah, the son of the Lord, Jesus Christ. You better watch yourself next time, Abandoner. (laughs) 
Hi, Jesus. It's me, Stan Marsh. Of course I know you, my child. Come in. This guy's going around doing magic tricks and saying they're miracles. My friend Kyle thinks he's totally awesome. You're good to bring this to my attention, Stan. Cults are a very dangerous thing. I read in the Bible that you perform miracles, too. If you could go in front of these people and do your miracles, then they'll all see that David Blaine isn't so special. The miracle I Okay, turn around. Water into wine. Can you do it again? Very well. I shall perform the miracle. Behold, here you can see ordinary water. Clear, clean. Okay, now turn around. Turn around. <laughs> okay, now turn back. It is now wine. That's it? That's how you did that trick? Well, yeah. That trick sucks, Jesus. <laughs> oh, uh, I guess it worked a little better on people 2,000 years ago. Dude, we have to do something. This guy's performing more miracles in Denver tonight. He's going to get more followers, and it will be impossible for me to get Kyle out. Then let's go. But, dude, I, I don't think you should do that lame water to wine trick. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I have a few more miracles up my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. They're the second cartoon to question whether or not... Jesus performed actually any magical tricks. The other one, well, we're not. I we don't typically ever put them over. I will put them over doing it. Family Guy did it as well with Jesus turning the water underwater. Yeah, so they did a good job. Anytime Family Guy does a good thing, does the Jesus and God stuff, that's fucking hysterical. Like I would watch a fucking spinoff series if it was Jesus and God on Fox. You know what I mean? Right. The queers of Billy guy. <laughs> like, I, I love it when Jesus Christ, what? Get the keys. Just get out of here. <laughs> there's the one where Jesus is arguing with Joseph and then he calls up God and he's like, hey, dad, can I come with you this weekend? Right. Ah, kid, it's going to be tough. I got and like. Can I come up with can I come up with you for the weekend? Oh, and he's like, I got like whatever her name is over this weekend. And it's Sorry, so buddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yes, after so Stan left there, Joe, he's gone. Yes, and, yes. And, he, and as you mentioned, then um Stan asked Jesus for help now, you know. So now what happens after this, dude? Abandoner. A Blaine's big show in Denver, filled with Blaintologists and those just interested in Blaintology, Jesus appears and challenges Blaine and shows one of his famous miracles, the miracle of loaves and fishes. However, this miracle proves to be very weak. He has everybody in the audience turn around. And Blaine manages to win the crowd over with much more powerful enhancements. Enchantments. Oh, enchantments. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Our organization grows larger every day. Soon the government will even have to give us tax-exempt status as a bona fide religion. Hold! It's Jesus! What's he doing here? My children, it is time for you to go home and stop following this false prophet. You should be using your money and time for other things. These are simple magic tricks. His magic is interesting, but will it put food on your table? Feeding the hungry, now that is a miracle. Behold. I have here five loaves of bread and three fish. Certainly not enough to feed this entire crowd. But now, turn around. T turn around. Turn around. Turn around. They turn around. Jesus loaves. Okay, now turn back. Now, how the hell did he do that? Your magic is old and outdated, Jesus. Just like you are. Oh, really? Then what's this ace of spades doing behind your ear? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. And then David Blaine turns himself into a bunch of cards here. Jesus Christ. He's incredible. The old religions have failed you. What have they offered except for war, poverty, and sadness? Blaintology offers you the key to living your life to the fullest. Will you join us? Yes! This magic is too powerful, Stanley. I've never seen anything like it. So there you go. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Afraid, Joe. Ian. You're on mute. How do I... Am I good? Yeah, you're yeah. good, buddy. You sound sexy. Nice. All right. Sorry. I was dying if you... I was like, I was like, oh, shit. I tried to move in my head. I was like, oh, fuck. 
fuck. The headphones would come off my head. Blaine <laughs> ate his own head scoop. He got scooped. He scooped himself. <laughs> scoop daddies. Scoop daddies. He scooped himself. That's right. Uh, yeah, he ate his own head, Joe. It's kind of a fucking mm-hmm. weird trick. And then they bring his head back. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it was funny. But it is at this point that Jesus realizes he needs help and calls on the Super Best Friends, a group of major religious figures, including Krishna, Joseph Smith, Lao Tzu, Muhammad, Buddha, Seaman, Seaman, and and Moses, who defend the world against evil, except for Buddha, who really doesn't believe in evil. Buddha, with the powers of invisibility. Muhammad, the Muslim prophet with the powers of flame. Krishna, the Hindu deity. Joseph Smith, the Mormon prophet. Lao Tzu, the founder of Taoism. And Sea Man, with the ability to breathe underwater and link mentally with fish. So you mean to tell me that even though people fight and argue over different religions, you guys are all actually friends? More than friends, young boy. We are super best friends with the desire to fight for justice. We all believe in the power of good over evil. Except for Buddha, of course, who doesn't really believe in evil. The Blaintologists, meanwhile, begin to petition the government for tax-exempt status, which would make them a real religion and therefore unstoppable. When they are denied, all the Blaintologists are told to commit mass suicide in Washington, D.C. Everyone, everyone gather around. I have great news for all Blaintologists and for our new members as well. We've just gotten word from Mr. Blaine himself. The government has denied our church's request for tax-exempt status. But... We want tax-exempt status. Yeah, why is that good news? Because Mr. Blaine has arranged for all Blaintologist members from every city and state to march into Washington and demand our right for tax-exempt status by committing a mass suicide. Mass suicide? Mr. Blaine has said that by killing ourselves in Washington, we are guaranteed everlasting happiness in the afterlife. (laughs) Get your things ready. We leave for Washington at dawn. Did you hear that, guys? We're finally done. Right? He's so excited. Yeah. Kyle realizes now that the cult is evil, but when he tries to convince Cartman that they should flee, he is basically swindled by Cartman and is imprisoned in a glass bubble where he will where he's told he will be killed involuntarily at the mass suicide. And I, I, I labeled this clip as Cartman narks on Kyle. Yes. No, Pastor, leave me alone! <laughs> it's just me, Brother Kerr. Why do you disturb my rest? Dude, I don't Why think do I want to be part of this anymore. What? I think Stan might have been right. Anyway, I think it's going too far. I mean, if I kill myself, it's going to make my family really sad. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't want to die either. I haven't even gotten my pubes yet. I think <laughs> I fail. Foreshadowing. If you leave the group. Maybe other people will get the courage to leave, too. It could, it could be difficult, Brother Cab. But all right, listen. Why don't we sleep on it? We decide to leave the faction. We can do it in the morning. Okay. Okay, you're right. Uh, uh, Cartman, thanks. So he goes to bed now. He wakes up in a couple hours here. Kyle does. And Cartman? Then... What the hell? I told on you. I told on you. What have you done, Cartman? This is for your own good, Brother Care. You must understand, you know too much about the church. If you left now, you'd become a danger to our cause. And and you know what else Kyle said? Um, Care? He said that if we were all going to commit suicide, that he wouldn't do it. Cartman, you fat-ass cattletail. At least I'm not the boy in the plastic bubble. The suicide pact will go as planned. If we die, we all die together. <laughs> so yes, they're going to kill themselves there, Joe. That's a little extreme to try and get their point across, but it does kind of harken back to the episode where Sheila wanted to get Terrence and Philip off the air, and they started flinging themselves at the building, but they that's not what stopped the animators. It was the nasty shit. Yeah. So this isn't the second time we've uh, this isn't the first time we've seen a mass suicide, but it is for religious purposes. Yes, yes. Um, when word gets out to the super best friends, they consult Moses for advice. That's right. Moses is all like, oh, oh, 
Yeah. You should go get him. Yeah. <laughs> it's very all in his words here. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Washington. Hall of Super Best Friends. Meanwhile, in Washington, the Blaintologists begin to drown themselves in the reflecting pool, even though they find out it's only about ankle deep. And a hose begins to fill Kyle's prison, snow globe, whatever you want to call it, with water. The super best friends arrive, but Blaine brings the Lincoln Memorial statue to life to fight them. This, at this point, they don't know how to defeat the Abraham Lincoln statue because Muhammad tries by himself. Each figure tries by themselves only to fail. At this point, they contact they contact Moses to see what they should do to combat the Abraham Lincoln statue come to life. And at this point, Moses tells them, uh, uh, a giant stone, John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> They're like, you heard it. Let's get on it. And fucking Jesus is a fucking master carpenter. That's his superpower, yeah. which we'll see here. But let me, I'll, I'll play that clip here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's your turn, Blaine. Perhaps you need to see some real magic. Oh, this looks like trouble. So long, super best fools. Kyle, stand. Kyle, you can't kill yourself. I don't want to kill myself. They break this thing to fill with water. Stop that oversized Abraham Lincoln, Muhammad. Great Scott. Okay, try again. Hit. It is too powerful, Jesus. It seems to have no weakness. There has to be a way to destroy it. Jesus to Moses. Meanwhile, at the Super Best Friends League. Come in, Moses. What? We need to know how to kill a giant stone Abraham Lincoln. Um, really, um, a giant stone John Wilkes Booth? <laughs> you heard him, super best friends. We've got to make a giant stone John Wilkes Booth. Krishna, we're going to need wood for a mold. Form of a beaver. I saved this I clip find for the end. For concrete. You. Get the water to mix it with semen. <laughs> <laughs> Using the wood that Krishna cut down as a beaver, Jesus uses his master carpentry skills to make a giant mold. That should do the trick. Now for some concrete. Meanwhile, in the ocean depths, semen seeks out water to mix with the concrete. Sea man. Look, Swallow, we should be able to divert the water with that pipe. And so, semen and Swallow get to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> Vesto is fucking Trey sitting there announcing it, and then he yeah. starts fucking laughing. He starts laughing. <laughs> Get to. <laughs> no, man. So, yes, they shot him, dude. The John Wilkes Booth shoots Kyle, Joe. Shoot, shoots Lincoln in the Start back shoot. of the head, and Lincoln has the uh, snow globe of Kyle. I love the sound that Lincoln makes when he gets shot. It's just, <laughs> just like <laughs> drops. The resulting fall shatters Kyle's snow globe prison, and the reflecting pool is frozen by Joseph Smith and his ice powers to prevent more suicides. Scoop, does Joseph Smith have ice powers? <laughs> yes. yes. He does. He does. He does. I just Googled and confirmed Joseph Smith had ice powers. Smart, smart, he smart, made smart, snow smart. cones for everybody. Smart, 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 smart. Blaine manages to escape in a rocket ship and stan announces to everyone that any religion that forces you to give up your money or control of your life in reality is a cult damn you super best friends your magic is no match for our powers combined blaine then i guess you win this time super best fools but i'll be back god damn it it's all right everything is as it should be oh shut up buddha our leader, he's hes leaving us. Don't leave us, David Blaine! Listen up, everyone. You don't need David Blaine to tell you how to live. You see, cults are dangerous because they promise you hope, happiness, and maybe even an afterlife. But in return, they demand you pay money. Any religion that requires you to pay money in order to move up and learn its tenets is wrong. You see, all religions have something valuable to teach, but 
Just like the super best friends learn, it requires a little bit of them all. He's right. He, he's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. right. <laughs> it is at this point that Kyle reconciles with Stan. Cartman then remarks in a fake sweet voice, Ah, that's so sweet, you guys. Then asks them if they want to get a room to make out for a while and laughs, but then ends up getting repeated kicks to the nuts from both of them while the two are laughing directly at Cartman while doing so. These super best friends then fly away to wait for a world, to wait for when the world will need their aid again. Thanks for saving me, Stan. You're my super best friend. You're my super best friend too, Kyle. Oh, that's so sweet, you guys. You want to go get a room so you can make out for a while? Well, it looks like everything worked out. And so, Jesus and his companions leave Washington. But their return is assured, for there will always be a need for the super best friends. Emo snacks noise. Uh, yeah, and that's the wrap-up there of the episode. Yo, what's up, guys? Check out our fancy, dancy, stonerific threads here that we picked up from thebakedboysclub.com, our brand new sponsor. We're sporting them. Joe over there is always fresh. Looking, I mean, Joe, how fresh is that shirt? It's fresh. It's fresh. And then you got Tom Bow Tom Bow Scoop here, Ian. I mean, he's looking pretty saucy, or as they mm. like to call it, the Versace T-shirt. Yeah. I mean, look at this guy. He's just a sexy beast with that T-shirt. Mm. And of course, I've got the amazing NES shirt here. So guys, to get this great apparel, visit thebakedboysclub.com, use the code SUCKMYBALLSPOD, and you'll save 15% off your order. So not only can you get baked, but we're gonna save you some money so you can continue to get baked. So visit thebakedboysclub.com, bakedboysclub.com, use the code SUCKMYBALLSPOD. Baked Boys, not just a brand. Not just a brand. It's not just a brand. It's It's a a lifestyle. lifestyle. That's right, guys. You can go to thebakeboysclub.com, use our code SUCKMYBALLSPOD, and you'll save 15% off. Bakeboysclub.com. Not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Scoop, you have some trivia for us here on this band episode. Take us away. Just like 200 and 201, this episode is no longer viewable on South Park Studios. It is unavailable on Hulu. Netflix, Amazon Video, Amazon Video, Voodoo, or the iTunes Store due to depictions of Muhammad. This was done following the controversies surrounding 200 and 201. Although unlike the other two episodes, this was no controversy over Muhammad's uncensored depiction when initially aired in 2001. It remains available on the season 5 DVD. Kenny is known without his hood in this episode. But since his hair is shaved and he is wearing none of his own clothes, he looks identical to the other boys. I just want to go ahead and note here. I guess we didn't point it out when <clears throat> when Stan was had his doubts at right before that. Everybody shaved their head, so that's what that uh, tri- piece of trivia is about. The invitation to Blaintology convention mentions free punch and pie, a technique Cartman uses for the La Resistance meeting in South Park. Bigger, longer, and uncut. It does. It says free punch and pie. <laughs> More people will come if you bring punch if you have punch pie. And Cartman came because they had punch pie. Stan used the "Oh my God, they killed Kenny" line as a way of tracking down Kyle, who kept yelling "You bastards!" in reply. Kyle Broblowski and Eric Cartman going door to door is making a portrayal of the Mormon missionaries. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's go. After the boys get their hair shaved off and change into the white clothes the running gag is that they could not tell each other apart stan at one time even asks who am i again the only one that can tell apart without them wearing their hats is cartman because he is fatter than them <laughs> hey guys guess who i am hey guys guess who I am. this was the first episode to ever air on fourth july the super best friends are listed below with their abilities jesus christ extremely fast construction carpentry skills Expert hand-to-hand combatant. 
resurrection, flight. Krishna, shape-shifting, flight. Joseph Smith, ice breath, flight. Lay Tao, psychic powers, expert martial artist, combat. Whatever. Muhammad, pyrokinesis in flight. Buddha, invisibility in flight. They are in flight. Seaman and swallow. Seaman! Seaman and swallow. Underwater breathing and communication with sea life. Floyd! Moses, supercomputer. Floyd! No, no. All right. And that is our trivia, boys. All right, and then I'll read some of the references to pop culture here. So David Blaine is an American illusionist and endurance artist. He is best known for his high-profile feats of endurance and has made his name as a performer of street and close-up magic. Cartman has a disturbing dream of Paula Poundstone, a stand-up comedian accused of molesting her adopted child. Um, so that point is when Kyle is attempting to wake up Cartman in the middle of the night. Cartman's having a bad dream, and he goes, no, pal, down. So mm-hmm. that's what he's referring to. Uh, the Super Best Friends, of course, is a parody of the Super Friends, which was obviously a play on, you know, DC characters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, to, to elaborate more further, Seaman is the only Super Best Friend who is not a religious figure. Instead... He is a parody of Aquaman from the DC Comics, who is also a member of the Super Friends and the Justice League of America. Of course, the Super Friends were literally just the Justice League of America. The only reason the cartoon wasn't called the Justice League of America when it was made was because the cartoon came out post-Vietnam. And DC Hanna-Barbera worried that the Justice League of America sounded too pro-USA at the time uh, when the sentiment and goodwill towards the USA was at an all-time low. Uh, Blaintology is a parody of Scientology, as we mentioned. And the last thing here, Larry from Trey Parker and Matt Stone's The Other Show, That's My Bush, makes a cameo during the scene with George W. Bush in the White House. And that it's a very it's a very quick scene. It's when Blaintology shows up. They're on the front lawn of the uh, Washington Memorial and uh, the White House and all that good stuff. And yeah. the guy says, oh, what's going on, Mr. President? <laughs> as Al Gore. Yeah. And uh, then they're like, well, we can't give in to him. And they're like, oh, we can't let them commit mass suicide. So that was their little cameo there. And That's My Bush is such an underrated show. I totally forgot about That's My Bush until it was brought up on the format today. So that's our pop culture. And now to wrap up the episode, guys, of course, uh, if you haven't haven't alluded to that fact, uh, there was no lines for Kenny in this episode. He had none whatsoever. So there was no what did Kenny say this week. To get into our top likes here, so here's some of mine because I I did them last night. Uh, David Blaine eating his own head was the first thing I thought was just pretty hilarious. Mm -hmm. That's his magic trick. (laughs) David Blaine's going to eat his own head in Denver. How many tickets can we put you down for? Um, So don't head uh, we've got I, I put down how colts brainwash people the reason why i liked this i don't like how colts brainwash i liked how south park showed it right how it was depicted right it was depicted they exposed how these colts brainwash and capitalize off people's fears insecurities and whatnot um of course muhammad is a badass which is what i like i mean he's a fucking badass in this episode he shoots fire and fucking kicks ass so you know i mean i get it like we mentioned he's not supposed to be depicted but you know they didn't do it in a derogatory way uh moses was hilarious this is the second time we've seen moses since the jubilee camp uh when macaroni pictures um so yeah moses was there that was, that was pretty good i liked seeing him yeah. um 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 a giant stone john wilkes statue <laughs> and then uh i like that jesus having those master carpentry skills because it's not something that was had been really shown before like we know that jesus quote unquote, as a master carpenter, but for them to actually show it. And then he just builds up this mold really quick in no time. Uh, I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing, Cartman being a narc, riding out Kyle for the fact that they won't commit suicide. But at the same time, when he gets to the, the pool, he can't drown himself. Like he just right. can't, he tries to drown himself and he can't bring himself to do it. Uh, and I, I couldn't figure out if he was bitching out or if he was just too fat that he couldn't get his head down into the water. It's but. probably a little bit of both, right? Fight or flight mode. I mean, okay. you know, unless you're really, unless you're in a situation where you're going to 
I don't know if it gets falling to your death or you're dying. Yeah, I guess it's harder to accept death. Than yeah, just, yeah. You know, right. So you had some top likes as well. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, as I've said on the show before, I think I've said it on this show before. And if I haven't, I will say it now. I am a sucker for a good JFK joke. And since Lincoln died in a very similar way, that would make me a sucker for a good Lincoln joke. And the idea of making a statue John Wilkes Booth to kill the Lincoln Memorial and the way Moses poses it is just just hilarious. Because it was just like, well, it's... He makes it seem so obvious at the end of it. Like, uh, why don't you just make a stone John Wilkes Booth? Um, And then Jesus being the master carpenter, according to the Bible, and it finally carrying over was hilarious. And, And especially where it was like he couldn't actually turn the water into wine. He just like replaced the pitchers and the same with the loaves and fish. But when it comes time to do some magic carpentry, he actually can. Yeah. So, sure. yeah. Um, I really liked the barrage of references to the Super Friends because I liked the show as a kid because I was a kid and didn't realize it sucked. And then I like it more now because I realize it sucks and I like it ironically. And it just kind of felt like Matt and Trey were on the same boat. Having having to be granted tax exempt status to become a religion always makes me laugh because it just kind of smacks separation of church and state in the face. Um, You know, so once once again, Matt and Trey pointing out the hypocrisy of America. And then um, my last thing I have here is, okay, turn around, turn around. Okay, turn back around. All right, well, so that was some of our top likes. Let's talk about our dislikes here. Uh, Blaintology, a.k.a. Scientology. I Mm. definitely, obviously, don't like Scientology. I'm sorry. It's it's not a real religion, as it's pointed out in this episode. Mm. Anything that you have to pay for to move up to receive some sort of gratification is not a religion. That is a business. You are paying for... Therapy, maybe not the best therapy, but you are paying for some sort of psycho manipulative therapy. That is not a religion. I don't go to my therapist or the doctor and ask them questions on how I can become a better person in my soul. Anyway, uh, so I, 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 we don't need to go further into what Scientology does and how they brainwash people and all the legal ramifications and different things. There's documentaries, there's movies. You can go research it a little bit more if you want to get into Scientology. Uh, another thing, of course, we talked about already that I did dislike is that how cults and how Scientology itself, in this case, Blaintology, ruins friendships uh, by creating these uh, fear of loss situations with friends and family. And hanging it over individuals that if you don't leave or if you don't comply with whatever your friends and family are doing, you're going to be left out in the cold. And that was representative really well in the sense where Cartman and Kyle were canvassing the neighborhood and Stan is left by himself uh, with no one to hang out with because all of his friends are in this cold. Um, and then, of course, making others feel they're unhappy or they're missing something. I just That's such a fucking manipulative tactic that cults and religions use. You know, you're going to go to hell or if you don't do this, you're going to you're going to miss out or obviously you, you're there's something you, you're you're not a happy person. You, you know, well, no, I'm fine. No, 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 you're not happy. You know what I mean? So like they want to pray or create something that's missing for you in a way to capitalize on your psychological depression or misfortune or feeling of lossless or feeling like you're missing something. The last thing I wrote here is, no, while, of course, this episode has a more serious tone, it's not like the funniest episode, you know what I mean? There's some funny moments and some funny one-lines and stuff like that, but the overall tone of this episode is not a com- comedy episode. Um, so I would say that's maybe one of the only things I disliked. 
in regards to the overall arc is I do like, we like and enjoy when we can review funny episodes of South Park. So this was not necessarily a funny episode of South Park. I'm going to go ahead and mute myself because apparently we're now entering Joe's John, John, John. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this one is uh, kind of a long one. It's not necessarily a dislike. Um, I get that this is America. First Amendment guarantees paramount the right to do whatever they want. And after Theo Van Gogh, the Dutch cartoonist getting killed in 2004 for his cartoons of Muhammad, and then the Charlie Hebdo shit in Paris in 2015, which if you're not aware what Charlie Hebdo was is or was, Charlie Hebdo is a... Basically, they make political cartoons and parodies and things like that. Uh, They're based out of Paris. They made a depiction of Muhammad and their offices were blown up. Uh, Several artists died. You can look it up. Um, So it's not like I blame Paramount for what they've done with banning this episode and the other two, but like the stigma around that episode now, even though it doesn't depict Muhammad in the poor light, as we said, it's almost the stigma around the episode is now defeating the point of that. The episode was trying to make that they're, you know, everyone should get along and they're all friends and everything. And I get that it goes against, um, islam to make the depiction of muhammad but paramount has never really kowtowed to any other religion for something on south park and i know it's on paramount and not south park studios themselves but banning this in the other two episodes i feel has almost created a bigger target and more of a taboo than there would have been because this episode was able to fly under the radar for nine almost 10 years until 201 and 202 came out that they were finally like okay let's shut it down with the depictions of muhammad like and it was able to fly under the radar for so long it was able to fly under the radar for so long though as well is because like i had mentioned at the top of the show they didn't really syndicate it too much even with the i mean and i think a lot of that due in part too as well is because it's the blaintology stuff as well as Scientology was getting more popular and whatnot, I'm sure that they didn't maybe want that to be the episode that that they, they that, that Scientology came after them for. Like, eventually they're going to fucking do it. But you know when South Park does it, it's a giant, let me hold up my middle finger and put it right in your fucking face. You know what I mean? So this was a little bit more psyop, if you will, mm-hmm. undercover, making kind of going at blaintology and i'm sure they're also probably had to do some other things too whether or not they agreed or disagreed with the scientology aspect i'm sure they probably didn't syndicate as much to show consideration for their friend chef isaac hayes i'm sure that they probably were like okay let's we don't need to harp on it we don't need to make fun of it until it was time to make fun of it when they fucked over with that free little club right Um, meanwhile it's super best friends i i get what you're saying so uh, that's it, guys. That's going to do it for another edition of Shuck My Bows. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. And uh, I'm your host on the scene with the air is clean. I'm lighting up that green. Yeah, boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Chamfer each and every week. I also review AEW on the Hami Media Group Network. Now, right now, unfortunately, I don't know what it, what it was, even though that we pay a service, we pay a monthly service, not free we're paying a service to a host to host our content for licensing apparently that does not exclude us from universal music as they have been going and targeting a lot of our podcasts on hacker Hamin's feed to the point where the feed right now is shut down you cannot download any episodes on our two million three million plus feed hacker Hamin. but you can go to patreon.com slash media group all the content is up there for free so any of the podcasts that you normally would listen to they're on patreon.com slash Hami Media Group. Now, the regular second affiliate account, Hami Media Group, is still up. And hopefully you're listening to this episode of Stuck My Balls there, or you're listening to it on Rant Sound Review, or on the R&R Pod Network, as well as just on our regular feed by searching Suck My Balls on Spotify. Um, and that's it for me, guys. You can also check out patreon.com slash TV. 
Uh, I produce it there. And as we mentioned at the during the middle of the show, bakeboysclub.com, use our code suckmyballspod. You'll save 15% off of your orders. Joe, anything to say before we go today? Oh, um, Friday. Or no, not Friday, Saturday, April 24th. If you are in Denver, come on down to the Watering Bowl for Chopping Block 5. It is bigger, better, choppier, obviously all social distancing uh, for the uh, city and county of Denver rules will will still be applying, but everything's starting to open up a little bit more. Um, I will uh, be on the road a little bit more coming up. Uh, Got some road trips in Arizona and Vegas in May and June coming up, but uh, yeah, check us out at Primo's Premier Pro Wrestling. We are now part of the AIWF. All right, and of course, last person here, Tombow Tombow. Mr. Scoop Jackson. Scoop, I just want to let you know, I know you're not on social media, but over the last week, via Facebook, uh, Twitter, and I got a couple emails. We had a couple people reach out who just wanted to send their condolences and well wishes to you, buddy. We love you. And I just want to let you know the fans love you as well. So uh, we just wanted to share that with you. Do you have anything else to say before we head out, though, Scoop? Love you, too. All right, well, guys, let's do another edition of Suck My Balls. Suck My Balls. Suck My Balls. My Balls. Suck Em Dry. Suck Em Dry, folks. We'll be back next week with Season 5, Episode 4, Scott Tannerman Must Die. Again, that's Season 5, Episode 4. 4. Scott Tannerman must die. We'll talk to you guys later.
Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics, a South Park podcast called Suck My Balls, The Infinite Fringe, a watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, The Timo Tolki podcast, and the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. 